Hey guys, before we get into the podcast today, I want to thank all of you who have been listening and those who may be listening for the first time. I hope you're being blessed by the podcast. I also want to remind you, if you're enjoying the podcast, tell your friends and share the episodes on social media. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform. If you are listening on Apple, please leave a review. You can also find us at InFocusPod on Facebook and at TheInFocusPod on Twitter. Also, we are now on YouTube and will soon be doing InFocus Live videos. So go to YouTube and subscribe to The InFocus Podcast. If you would like to message us, you can email theinfocuspod at gmail.com or you can send us a message on Facebook. Once again, I want to thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Bobby Newsom, and I want to welcome you to In Focus Podcast. Every week we will be delving into many discussions and topics, looking at them all through the lens of Scripture, allowing Christ and His Word to keep us in focus. Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the In Focus podcast. I am your host, Bobby Newsom, and I want to thank you for listening today. I know I haven't uh, put out a podcast in a while, but I'm hoping to be able to do that a little bit more consistently uh, and hopefully weekly, as long as time allows. <clears throat> but I want to be just come on today and share a little bit of my heart with you. Um, I was reading and, and doing some study about the omnipotence of God, um, and I want to kind of talk about that today. The great theologian A.W. Tozer, he said God has power. Since God is also infinite, whatever he has must be without limit. Therefore, God has limitless power. He is omnipotent. We see further that God, the self-existent creator, is the source of all the power there is. And since a source must be at least equal to anything that emanates from it, God is of necessity equal to all the power there is. And this is to say again that he is omnipotent. Or the word omnipotent also means all-powerful. Um, it's actually derived from the Latin and is identical with the more familiar word that's used in Scripture, almighty. Uh, if you go into most a lot of English translations, you'll find almighty is used about in the English Bible about 56 times. And it is never used to describe anybody but God because God is the only one who is omnipotent or almighty. And in realizing that, we have to first come to the understanding that God is sovereign. And to be sovereign is to have supreme and independent power or authority. In other words, God does not need another source to have all power. He is the source. He is independent without anything else. And we are not. We are not independently anything. We have a source for everything, and God should be our source. But God is sovereign, which means he doesn't ask our opinion. He doesn't ask others' opinion. He is sovereign. He makes decisions. He decides. He has all power. He has all authority. Sovereignty and omnipotence must, must go together. One cannot exist without the other. You cannot be omnipotent or all-powerful or almighty and not be sovereign. It's impossible. Um, so to reign, God must have power and must, uh, and must reign sovereignly. He must have all power. Or, I'm sorry, to, to reign sovereignly, he must have all power, which we know that he does. 
And we need to understand that his, his power is incomprehensible. In other words, when we try to comprehend the power of God and try to say that we understand his power and his authority or his sovereignty, uh, we are trying to understand that is something that is impossible for us to understand. I truly believe in the sovereignty of God. I believe his sovereignty and his power is so great that he can do things and he can allow things and things can work in an order that are outside of my understanding which makes it outside of the understanding of everybody else as, as well. Um, it is, he said in his word that my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And so we can't completely understand the omnipotence and the sovereignty of God. Why? Because his power is un- in- incomprehensible. Um, his power is unlimited, which means it cannot be measured. We cannot measure the power of God. We cannot measure the power of God. When we try to bring God into a place of our understanding or us being able to measure, then we try to make him into something that he's not. It is impossible, no matter our intellect, no matter our knowledge, no matter our intelligence, it is impossible for us to truly understand the power or to measure the power of God. Because his power is beyond reason. The only way to understand his power is through divine revelation, and that is through the Holy Spirit. In and of ourselves, we cannot reason in our minds the power of God. Men get into trouble when they try to use their intellect or their intelligence or their knowledge or their wisdom to explain God because he is limitless. He is um, incomprehensible and he's beyond reason. In other words, when we try to make God's decisions or we try to make God himself within reason, we are trying to limit a God who cannot be limited. So the only way, um, the only way for us to understand or have any kind of an understanding of the power of God is through divine revelation, and that is through his Holy Spirit. Because uh, like A.W. Tozer said, God is infinite. Um, so reason, all reason, especially in man's reason, kneels in worship before his divine omnipotence. In other words, our reason don't mean anything. Our reason doesn't um, doesn't make us. It doesn't give us the ability to understand him. Our reason worships at at his feet and his omnipotence. So we need to understand that. We need to understand that the power, all power, belongs to God. Uh, the psalmist said in Psalm chapter sixty two verse eleven that God has spoken once, twice. I have heard this that power belongs to God. Power belongs to God, and he will not in any way, shape, nor form let that power be given to others. The only power that we have is the power in which God gives us the ability to make our own decisions. Um, There's a lot of talk about the sovereignty of God, and in the midst of the sovereignty of God, there's discussion about, you know, not having free will because God is sovereign. I personally believe that his sovereignty is so great that he can have foreknowledge of the future and of the past and at the same time give us complete free will. Now, people say, well, there's no reasoning in that. Well, once again, we've talked that that God goes beyond reason. He is not within our reason. So when we try to say, well, God cannot have foreknowledge and give us free will, we are trying to limit the omnipotence and the sovereignty of God. All power belongs to God to do with what he wants. And so God has delegated power to his creation, but being self-sufficient cannot relinquish anything of his perfections, power being one of them. 
He has delegated some power to his creation. We see this in the book of Genesis when he gives Adam, he gives Adam authority over the animals and over the earth. Um, he gives that. He, and he does that because he can, because he is powerful, because he is sovereign. Um, God has never surrendered the slightest bit of his power. So in other words, he can, God can delegate his power without losing power. He can delegate his power without losing power. Why? Because he is self-sufficient. In other words, he is not gaining power from somewhere else. He is the power. Therefore, when he delegates his power to creation, he does not give them a portion of his power, therefore losing some power, right? He keeps, his power does not change even when he delegates his power. His perfection does not change. His sovereignty does not change just because he gives us his power. And so we think sometimes, well, if, if I'm to give something to somebody, that means I have to take it from what I have. And that, with us, that's exactly what it is. If we give somebody something, if I have a certain amount of money um, and I give, if I have $100 and I give someone $30 and I give that to them, now I don't have $100 anymore. I have $70. But see, God's power is not like that. God is the source of all power, which means when he delegates power to us, he is not giving us power that is being removed from him. He is just delegating his power because he is self-sufficient, all right? And so God has never surrendered the slightest bit of his power. He gives power, but does not give it away. Did you hear that? He gives power, but does not give power away. Um, the way men see God's power throughout the ages has changed. Um, where those in the Bible saw God, modern people see laws of nature. So we're living in a time where before, you know, many, many, many years ago, when things that were not um, explainable happened, people automatically saw God in that. Okay? In modern days, everything that happens, people try to see through the laws of nature. Now, I'm not saying that science is, is wrong. I'm not saying that um, the things that happen do not have scientific reasons or, or any of that. But all of those things, even though there may be science and there may be all these things, all those things emanate from God. God is the creator. God is the one that it comes from. And I believe that we, especially as the body of Christ, when we begin to see things, we need to see them as God, God allowing, God stopping, God, you know, whatever, however that works, we need to see things. And we need, even when we look into nature, look into nature and see the creation of God and not try to replace God with other things. Um, like I said, the, the, I don't believe that the belief in God in any way X's out the belief in science. Science is real. Things can be proven. But all of those things come back to God. I was watching something when they were, how they were talking about, um, there were some scientists talking about cells and how cells just replicate. Um, and they believe that all cells, all cells are rooted from one original cell. And see, I don't have any problem believing that that's what happened, that, that all cells rooted came from one cell. But we need to ask ourselves the question, where did that cell come from? You know, and the belief, my belief is, is those, all things come from God. All things come from God. And so we need to understand that. Uh, in biblical times, God ruled their world. In our time, the world is ruled by the laws of nature. Once again, we have tried to let the world and the laws of nature rule what goes on around and about us. And in, in the biblical times, God ruled the world. 
God was the one that they looked to. And I, I believe we need to kind of come back to that. We need to come back to seeing God as the center of everything. Because we have slowly moved ourselves out of his presence. We've slowly moved ourselves out of his presence. We've slowly said, I'm, I'm not going to trust in him. I'm going to trust in me. I'm not going to trust in him. I'm going to trust in the world and its tactics. But we need to live in the presence of God. We need to live and dwell in his presence. His presence is not just found in church services. His presence isn't just found in gatherings. We, man, we live in a time where people are all about gatherings. And I'm not against gatherings. I believe gatherings are important. The Bible tells us that. But the fact is, is that God is not only omnipotent, but God is omnipresent, which means he is everywhere. We're never waiting for God to show up. Uh, you know, I've often heard and said myself, you know, I've heard people say, and I've said, you know, that we're, you know, God really showed up. Well, he didn't show up. He was there. You know, he was there. His He's omnipresent. We are not waiting for him to show up. He is there because he is omnipresent. So we need to understand that. Uh, we need to quit trying to make God like us. He is not like us. Uh, what are the laws of nature? Well, law has two meanings. It's an external rule enforced by authority, and it is the uniform way things act in the universe. Okay, so law has two meanings. I'm going to get, say this for you again. An external rule enforced by authority or the uniform way things act in the universe. Okay, this definition is without credence because what we see in nature is simply God's power and wisdom working through creation. Creation is real, but it's working through God and his power. Why? Because he is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. Uh, the power of God in science. Science observes how the power of God operates, discovers in a regular pattern somewhere, and calls it laws of nature. In other words, science isn't aside from God. Science is actually observing the power of God. Now, not everybody sees it that way, but that, that, that's, that's the truth, is that science isn't necessarily outside of God. It is the observation of God working through nature, God working through the things that we see. Uh, the uniformity of God's activities in his creation enables scientists to predict the course of natural phenomena. In other words, God is uniform. God it, works things in uniformity. Uh, we see a day begins and a day ends. Even though we, live, we, we serve a God who lives outside of time, he has, in his sovereignty, he has brought some uniformity to our worlds. And science and those who watch that, those people are watching and they are observing. They, they may not even realize it. They think they're observing Mother Nature or they're observing you know, science in and of itself. But science is actually observing what God has done in creation. And so... God is all-powerful. We need to come to this revelation. We need to come to the revelation that God is omnipotent, that he is all-powerful, that he is sovereign. And when we try to completely understand that or bring God to our level, we actually, in our minds and in our spirits, we minimize who God is to us. We need to understand that God is not he is beyond our understanding. He is beyond our reasoning. He is beyond anything that we could explain. We are, we are not intelligent enough, nor do we have the ability to see the fullness of the, of the omnipotence of God. And so what should we do with the fact that God is omnipotent? How, how should we approach this as the body of Christ and as believers? Well, number one, we should let God's power work in your life. We should be allowing God's power to work every day in our lives. 
We should allow him to speak to us. We should, should allow him to uh, manifest through us, through his power. And to do that, we must understand that God is in control. He is absolutely in control. God, he is the one controlling everything, even in the things that he delegates, even in the things that um, you know, people say, well, why did God allow this? Or why did God do this? God, God has control of all things. That, and in the midst of that, at times, he allows things to happen because, uh, because of others' decisions. That's where free will comes in. And well, maybe we'll talk about that some other time in depth. But God is in control. And we also need to understand that God reigns. He is not only, he is powerful in authority. He is powerful in authority. His authority and his power is, is unlimited. It cannot be limited. It is, it is completely and totally, totally limitless. He is all powerful. All, all things emanate from God. And he is the one who reigns over those things. Man's power does not exist compared to God's. In other words, we see people in the world and we see people around us um, who can who consider themselves to be powerful, whether they be in political positions, whether they be rich, no matter what it is, uh, whether it be under the law or whatever. We see people who think they have power, but man's power does not exist compared to God's. Even the most intelligent, the, the, the geniuses of the world who seem to have everything, they think they have everything, their, their knowledge and their power does not exist compared to God's. So we need to come to that realization. We need to come to that realization in our lives that we serve an omnipotent God, that we cannot completely always understand him because of his omnipotence. We cannot always, we, we surely can never limit him in what he can do. And when we try to put limits on God, when we try to put limits on him and what he can do, then we are trying to bring him to our level. And can I tell you that he, he is not at our level. We even do this oftentimes when we talk about good versus evil. We try to speak as though, you know, as I've seen it in the church my whole life, people try to talk as though, you know, Satan and God are in a battle. They are not in a battle. <laughs> Satan is not equal with God. Satan is not in a war with God. God already reigns. God is all-powerful. Satan's authority and power is nothing. It's zilch compared to God. So God is not fighting a war against Satan. The only ones who are fighting a battle against Satan is his creation. And that's only when we don't understand the power that we've been given through Christ. And so we will, we will talk as though, well, this is a battle of light and darkness. It's really not a battle at all. God has already won. He is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. He already has all power. And when we come to that realization, I believe it will change not only uh, the way that we act, but it will change the way that we pray. It will change how we believe. It will change and it will grow our faith in, in truly believing that we serve a God who can do anything and a God who is almighty. And so I pray that this, this little short message today has touched your heart. I pray today that you allow God to have authority in your life. He is all-powerful, but he has given us free will, and he has said, even from the beginning, when Adam and Eve was in the garden, he gave them a choice by putting the, 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 tree of, the, the tree of good and evil in the garden. He gave them a choice, and we still have a choice today whether or not we receive it. He, he is all omnipotent. He is omnipresent, but that does not mean that he limits us in our ability to choose whether or not we want him to work in our lives, and so to make a conscious effort, 
you know, I, I quote this in our church all the time because I believe this would fix so many problems in the church world and in the world if people would just understand that true deliverance and true um true happiness and all these things come from this scripture in James where it says submit yourself unto God resist the devil and he will flee it is actually that simple so that's all you have to do today is submit yourself unto God resist the devil so I want to have prayer with you and I want to uh, just pray that God would become real to you today if, if you don't know Christ as your savior I pray that you come to the the knowledge of who he is and what he did for you at the cross. And not only that, but you come to the knowledge of who God is, his character, um, and, and his love and his mercy for you. But if you're dealing today, maybe there's some things in your life where you have not submitted yourself to the omnipotence of God, that you still have, you are still trying to control things in your life. I'm going to pray today that God touches you. So Father, we come to you today, and I ask that you would touch each and everyone who's listening today. I pray, God, that as your word has went forth that you would uh, move in people's lives, you would speak to them, you would reveal to them your love for them, your mercy. God, if there be one here who is listening who does not know you as Savior, I ask that you would touch them, that you would bring them into that knowledge, that you would draw them into your spirit. God, even those who do know you that may be struggling and there may be areas where they have not submitted to your omnipotence, they do not, uh, they think they still have to have control. Lord, I ask God that you would move in their lives. And so God, I thank you today for the opportunity I ask God that your Holy Spirit would touch lives and that you would just do a work today and we'll give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you for listening today. Uh, be looking if you have not subscribed um, on your favorite podcast platform. Please do that so you get notifications every time I put on a new podcast. Uh, so we want to thank you for listening today. God bless. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Join us again next week as we delve into some more subjects on the InFocus podcast.